0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Keystone Egg Producers President Bill Campbell, also Federal Egg Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. We'll have details on a clean energy announcement and out first in today's country comments, we'll get a weed update from provincial weed specialist Kim Brown-Livingston. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is the province's weed specialist, Kim Brown Livingston.
1: Unfortunately, this is a super challenging time to be um, spraying right now. It's really tough. These temperatures um, make it very difficult to spray herbicides. Really, it's just too hot right now. And there's really not a lot we can do about that. Um, there may be portions of the days here and there where we can do maybe a bit of spraying. But really, it's just really hot and it's pretty tough on plants, both the crops that we're trying to protect and the weeds that we're trying to kill. And uh, so it, it doesn't work so good when you're spraying plants when they're under extreme stress from these, um, from these high temperatures.
0: What is it about the heat that um, creates complications there? Yeah.
1: Well, for one thing, we tend to it's a bit of a double whammy because it's harder on the crops that we're trying to protect, and then it also doesn't work as well on the weeds that we're trying to kill from the weed standpoint, like a lot of our weeds will get they have a waxy cuticle on their leaf and in periods of hot and and dry as well because it's been very dry as we know um, they end up they they uh, develop a, a thicker, more waxy cuticle. And it actually helps them uh, prevent water loss for, so, you know, they can survive better. So that also, though, is a barrier to herbicide absorption. So it's really a lot more difficult for the herbicides to get in through that wax barrier. I mean, you can imagine trying to spray water on on top of wax. It just doesn't penetrate, right? So there's that. The, the weeds have been hardened off a bit. We've had some really challenging weather Generally, in the last couple of weeks, we've gone through a couple of frosts. We've had some extreme, we've gone from one extreme end of the temperature scale to the other. So, we've gone from frost, we've gone to extreme heat. Uh, we've got, they've, we, they've had some extreme wind events. We've had dry conditions the entire time through. So, our weeds are, are quite tough and hardened off, and they just uh, they don't absorb the chemistry as much as they normally do. And then, even once it does absorb, their metabolism is slowed down because of the stress they're under. So the herbicide doesn't uh, reach the target site as quickly as it normally would, and so it's just it's slower to work, and it, it just doesn't work as well when the plants are under stress.
0: What are the weeds of concern right now?
1: Oh, you know, we're still, it, it's been dry, so we still aren't seeing a lot out there. Uh, definitely some of our winter annuals and some of those type of things are getting really big now. Um, hopefully they've been taken care of with a pre-burn or something with some pre-emerge, a pre-emerge spray with some residual um uh, maybe i i don't know whether or not we've been able to do that um those anybody who did get those burnt those pre emerged sprays on like with some residual well, that'll that was a good idea this year it would have held the weeds back a little bit now but if you weren't able to get those sprays on our annual weeds are starting to come and uh we're so we're starting to see like lots of um the, the usual suspects, lamb's quarters, the red root pigweed is starting to come. Some of the lam, lamb's quarters are getting very big already. Some of our wild buckwheat is getting very big already. Just kind of starting to see the grasses start to come on now. I think our we've you know, got some wild oats that are getting a bit bigger, but our warm season grasses are starting now. So we're really seeing our foxtails, like our green and our yellow, our barnyard grass as well. Um, and those are hard to tell apart when they're really little. So that's really good to have an idea to know which one you're trying to to go after there but we're starting to see those really popping out of the ground now so they're coming now but uh but yeah some of our weeds are starting to get bigger already the ones
0: that have been here for a while That was Kim Brown Livingston provincial weed specialist a look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up Good afternoon I'm Corey Canute Manitoba Agriculture says flea beetles are starting to feed more intensively adding foliar applications of insecticides have occurred Here's entomologist John Gavloski
2: there's two things that are happening right now. One is that for a lot of growers, it's been over three weeks since they've seeded their crop. Their seed treatment is starting to lose its effectiveness. The other thing that's compounding the issue is the beetles feed more aggressively under hot, dry, calm conditions. And we did have some very good conditions for them.
0: He adds young grasshoppers are also being noticed, but hatch is in the early stages. And on Friday, Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau announced details of the new $165.7 million Agricultural Clean Technology Program. Under the program, farmers and agribusinesses will have access to funding to help develop and adopt the latest clean technologies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and enhance their competitiveness. The funding will help them continue to move towards a low-carbon economy by focusing on three priority areas, green energy and energy efficiency, precision agriculture, and the bioeconomy. Bibo talked about one aspect of the program.
3: Our team has been listening and understand the specific needs of grain farmers for the cost they assume to dry grain and poultry farmers to heat their barns. That's why the program will allocate $50 million specifically for the purchase and retrofit for more efficient grain dryers, and $10 million towards powering farms with clean energy.
0: The new program has two funding streams, including the adoption stream and the research and innovation stream. The two step intake of applications will launch later this month. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, June 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Last week, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo announced details of the new $165.7 million agricultural clean technology program.
3: Today, I'm excited to share the details of our government's additional investment of over $165 million dollars a new agricultural clean technology program with applications opening later this month. The program will focus on three core priorities: green energy and energy efficiency, precision agriculture, and the bioeconomy. The program will include two funding streams. First, investment through the adoption stream will support the adoption of technologies that will enhance environmental sustainability and reduce ghg emissions farmers and other eligible recipients will have access to grants for projects that are at least $50,000 in total costs the federal government will contribute up to 50% for projects for non-for-profit recipients and up to 75% for non-for-profit organizations and our team has been listening and understand the specific needs of grain farmers for the cost they assume to dry grain and poultry farmers to heat their barns. That's why the program will allocate $50 million specifically for the purchase and retrofit for more efficient grain dryers and $10 million towards powering farms with clean energy. Second, The research and innovation stream will support pre-market innovation, including research, demonstration and commercialization and of agricultural clean technologies. Amazingly, it is estimated that the new program has the potential to reduce up to one megaton of greenhouse gases from the Earth atmosphere. Our government is working in collaboration with farmers and with the provinces to create an environmentally sustainable future for agriculture. In the last year alone, we have announced over half a billion dollars worth of new environmental program to support farmers. Through Canada's strengthened climate plan, a healthy environment, and a healthy economy, our government is helping farmers adopt clean practices and technologies, because now is the time to take bold actions on climate change and position Canada as a leader in sustainable agriculture, environmentally, economically, and socially. The goal is to further reduce greenhouse gas emissions and protect the natural resources that farmers depend on.
0: That was Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble. Continuing on today's Prairie Ag Wire, we check in with Golden West reporter Blaze Wozniak. I've got Jeff Morrow on the phone, the acting president and CEO
4: of Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. And SAS Crop Insurance has a couple different programs available, not just crop insurance, including agra stability, livestock price insurance, and wildlife damage. Let's talk about this and get the rundown of what each does. Jeff, can you tell me about the SCIC's Agri stability program? So the, the Stability program is uh, designed to help farm operations that face large margin declines that can be caused by production loss, increased costs, or adverse market conditions. And uh, this margin-based program is unique in that it provides personalized coverage for each farm because we use the historical information uh, based on income tax and supplementary information to build an individualized financial profile for your farm, and that becomes basically your coverage under the Agristability program. And the Agristability program, it, we calculate a program year margin for producers and a reference margin, and that's that reference margin is your personalized kind of financial uh, information. And if the producer's program year margin falls more than 30% below their reference margin due to any of those factors we talked about earlier, production loss, adverse market, increased costs, whatever that may be, Agristability could provide a payment. And uh when we do provide a payment, the payment provides seventy cents for every dollar of decline below that trigger point. And uh I think also just important to note just the the cost of the agri stability program, it's it's a very affordable, low cost, kind of disaster level protection. And just to give you an idea of the cost, it's uh the fee is three dollars and fifteen cents for every thousand dollars of reference margin, so three hundred and fifteen bucks for one hundred thousand of coverage. So uh, a very low cost uh, business risk management option for producers and uh, if I could just I want to highlight one a uh, uh, significant change for producers to consider uh, going into this year is the uh, the reference margin limit was removed from the agri stability program um, and you know what that means is that the program will be more effective and equitable um, farm operations that had low cost structures or low allowable expenses We'll see increased coverage from this change and opportunity to access larger benefits. Um, so I wanted to make sure I highlighted that change and also to uh, advise that producers have until June the 30th to enroll in the stability Program. Um, that deadline was extended from April 30th this year. So uh, producers wanting to get into that program um, still have some time, um, again, until June 30th. And, uh, you know, to get into the program, it's also, we've simplified the process to enroll, to get involved. It's a five-minute conversation to get producers enrolled in the program. And then after the fact, we can, you know, get back in touch to build that historical financial profile. How's the uptake on that program? Is it uh, pretty popular? Well, we we cover about just over half of the farm cash receipts in the province, so about 51 or 52%. Um, so we're hopeful that with this change, with the reference margin limit, um, like I said, making the program more equitable, um, that we do see an uptick in the in the participation because of that change. Moving on now to the Livestock Price Insurance Program. It enables livestock producers to protect themselves against unexpected price declines. Uh, Jeff, can you explain how? Yeah, you bet. Um, so the Livestock Price Insurance, uh, there's programs available for Three different sectors of the cattle industry. There's a calf program, a feeder program, and a fed program, and also coverage available for hogs. So how it works is producers pay a premium uh, to receive forward price coverage. So if the market price falls below the coverage they've selected, producers would receive a payment. And the programs are flexible, they're market-driven, and they take into account price risk, currency risk, and basis risk. And on this program, just like uh, crop insurance, there's a number of different options for producers to select um, so they can tailor the coverage, uh, the price coverage they're looking for. We publish different uh, price coverage and premiums three days a week for producers to consider and to uh, pull the trigger if uh, a coverage and premium looks attractive to them in terms of what they want to cover for their livestock price side of things. We do have an upcoming deadline on the calf price insurance. Um, and the last day to select calf price insurance is June the 10th. So um, encourage producers to uh, look at those premium tables this week and, and next, uh, because that's the last opportunity they'll have to, uh, to secure a calf price insurance policy. The other feeder, the fed, the hogs, they're available
0: year-round, but the calf price insurance does have a deadline of June 10th. That was Golden West plays Wozniak chatting with Jeff Morrill, President and CEO of Saskatchewan Crop Insurance. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Blaze Wozniak, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Angus Association Annual General Meeting takes place online this year. It takes place June 10th, starting at 6 p.m., Visit their website for details. Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com and Ag in Motion invites you to join an online session entitled Getting On With Growing, Vigilance in Crop Care, June 23rd, starting at 9am. Registration details can be found on the Egg in Motion website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. Last week, I had a chance to catch up with Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell going back to uh the start of may you guys made a uh statement here regarding the uh, greenhouse gas offset credit system regulations
5: yeah that's um you know quite a complex um um situation or a um, regulatory um process introduced by the federal government and we've got um you know a number of uh, concerns and recommendations with regards to uh this i think the the biggest um, one is that we um, agriculture needs to receive acknowledgement and credit for the good practices that we are doing. Um, The, you know, it it is long uh, known that uh, plants take in carbon dioxide, store carbon and, and release oxygen. And we are part of that um, solution for some of the greenhouse gases. And so, uh, you know, one of the largest, Concerns with regards to this whole regulatory change is the um, the 2017 date, and that only changes made after that point in time uh, will be acknowledged. And uh, we feel that that is is not a fair uh, starting point. We have been uh, doing our part in this uh, greenhouse gas emissions uh, conversation for a long time, and a lot of practices would be placed in jeopardy if, if they were to adhere to this 2017 date. So, um, you know, we need to be credited and acknowledged and financially rewarded for the good practices that we do.
0: And lastly here, um, this one had to do with uh, the new ag policy uh, framework. Um, we heard yesterday the federal government open, opening consultations for that. Um a number of points you guys made on on this issue, but, you know, just your overall thoughts on that process.
5: Well, I guess it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that the federal government has co- open consultations, but they will last for, um, you know, I think until the spring of 2022 is when they will actually have a closing date on it. But I believe that um, the current agreement will expire in uh, 2023. And so uh, there needs to be input into these um, funding arrangements and agreements uh, with the ag sector and the federal and provincial governments. And so uh, the sooner that we are able to provide some input, uh, the better. Uh, My understanding is that there will be a federal-provincial-territorial meeting of some sort um, this fall, and so that will be when the initial building blocks uh, of the new funding agreement will likely be put in place. And so um, we would just like to have input into to that aspect of it, and uh, as we move forward, the uh, the conversation and the the dial has changed somewhat from the previous uh, CAP uh, funding agreement. And so, what will the new one look like? And what does agriculture need? And what does agriculture want? And we we see uh, numerous changes in consumer habits and desires, and uh, you know, I think that the public trust is probably one of the pillars that uh, will be uh, needed to be addressed. And so how, how do we engage in that conversation? And so, uh, you know, I, I still continue to say that farmers produce some of the, the best, the finest and safest food in, in all of the world. And so, um, but we, we need to continue building that public trust relationship with our consumers.
0: That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Last week, Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bibo announced details of the new $165.7 million agricultural clean technology program. Part of the program will see $50 million specifically allocated for the purchase of more efficient grain dryers for farmers across Canada and $10 million towards powering farms with clean energy and moving off diesel. Bibo addressed the media on Friday.
3: Amazingly, it is estimated that the new program has the potential to reduce up to one megaton of greenhouse gases from the Earth's atmosphere. Our government is working in collaboration with farmers and with the provinces to create an environmentally sustainable future for agriculture. In the last year alone, we have announced over half a billion dollars worth of new environmental program to support farmers.
0: The new program has two funding streams, including the Adoption Stream and the Research and Innovation Stream. The two-step intake of applications will launch later this month. And young grasshoppers are being noticed, but hatches in the early stages. Here's Manitoba agriculture entomologist John Gubloski.
2: It seems early. My summer student went and collected uh, a lot of grasshoppers, actually, from a pasture in the central region. The dominant species that she collected was called clear-winged grasshopper. They're a grass feeder. They feed more specifically on uh, grasses than they do um, broadleaf crops, but they also emerge earlier than the other pest species.
0: Kavlowski says flea beetles are starting to feed more intensively, adding foliar applications of insecticides have occurred. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have another edition of the Bean Report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.